Shalom Aleichem Rabotzai. This is Rabbi Kovacs. We are continuing the Mishnah Yomi for the 22nd of April, which is also the 21st of Nisan, and the 6th day of the Omer, and the last Yom Tov, uh, the first of the last days of Yom Tov for Haga Pesach. We are continuing in Kilayim, in the 7th parak of Kilayim. Yesterday in Mishnah Dalit, we had a very exciting machlokis, a very critical machlokis about Kilayim versus property rights, in the case of Ruvain spreading his vine from his vineyard over onto his neighbor Shimon's field, and does that make Shimon's grain that's under the vine now usser? And the Tanakama had said, yes, it makes it usser, makes it Kilayim derisa, and he has to pay for it. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon had said, Ein Adam mekodesh shalo. A person can't make someone else's property usser. And we had explained because it says karmecha, the pasuk by Kalim, it's your vineyard. It's your own property. You can make usser. And we quoted the Tosfot yesterday that it's tului in mindset somewhat, that if you intend to go and rip out the kilayim that are in front of you as you're working your way through your vineyard, then they don't count as kilayim because you're about to go and rip them out. You don't want them there. So today we're continuing Mishnah Hay, which is a continuation of Mishnah Dalit. And the Rambam actually puts Mishnah Dalit and Hay together. And yesterday we mentioned the Rambam, he says that halacha is not like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon. So he seems to say that since the halacha is not like them, someone can oser davar she'enu shalom. And I found out that's not so pasha. That's not what the Rambam actually holds. But let's do in Mishnah Hay, then we'll get back to the Lamaisa in the Rambam. So Mishnah Hay, Amar Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, and Rabbi Yossi is supporting his opinion that we just cited in Dalit, Einadam Oser, Davar Shem Shalom. There was a Maisei, Be'echad Shizara et Karma B'Shvit. A person planted his own vineyard during Shvit, during the sabbatical year. Now, during the sabbatical year, his land is not his own. It has the status of Hefker. It doesn't truly belong to him. So when he plants some other grains mixed into his vineyard, well, it's not truly his land. It's like the king has made it ownerless in Hefker because Hashem has made that mitzvah for us. And they brought the case to Rabbi Akiva. What's the status? And he said, like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, since it's not really his, he couldn't really make it Now this is what's interesting. The Rambam says Halach is not like Rabbi Yossi or Rebbe Shimon, and he also says Holach is not like Rebbe Akiva. However, here's where it gets crazy, Rebosai. In the fifth parak of Hilchos Kilayim, in the Mishnah Torah, in the eighth Holacha, in the fifth parak of Kilayim, Rambam actually says, says, you can't make Osir what's not yours. You're going to love this. Someone who trains his own vine onto the grains of his fellow, his neighbor. Kidesh Gofno, his vine is Kilayim Deraisa. It's also you have to burn it. Velo Nitkodshatvua. But the grains belonging to his neighbor are not Kilayim. This is truly amazing. They have this metaphysical status where there's Kilayim. There's an Isser Kilayim Deraisa, but it only applies to the grapevine that was purposely trained over the grains and not to the grains because the owner of the grains doesn't want that grapevine there. He doesn't want that Kilayim there at all. It's amazing. Rambam continues, So he says, if he took the grapevine of somebody else onto his grains, then his grains are now Aser, but the grapevine isn't. Because he's the one who did it, he can only affect his own property. 
truly amazing. Rambam continues, If he takes a third party's vine and puts it on somebody else's grains, so it's not one of the owners at all, it, he hasn't affected anything. It's not his. Because of this, And he concludes, somebody who puts other grains in his vineyard during Shvit, when he doesn't really own the land, as the Mishnah just said, and hey, is not Kiddush. And that sounds a lot like Rabbi Akiva, actually, but maybe it's for a different reason. So it sounds strange because Rambam said, Allah is not like Rabbi Shimon, not like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, or Rabbi Akiva. But then he says that it's it's Kilayim, it's half Kilayim. Only the person who did the deed to create the Kilayim, it affects his own property, but he can't affect somebody else's property. So it's a very strange thing. The Tosfot Yantav notes this contradiction in the very last Tosfot Yantav on the Perik, on the last Mishnah, and he says, Lo tiksha, it says, not a kasha, omasha pasak bekan. It's not, the Rambam's psakalacha is not a kasha. The shiny hotam is different here. Sha'asa, kiddush. He did kiddush. He made kilaim. He created kilaim deraisa. Elishamasha enu shalo enu yachola kodesh. But he can't affect what's not his. So the Rambam is saying, Halacha is not like Rabbi Yossi, not like Rabbi Shimon, in the sense that he did make kilaim. But the halacha, you can say, is also like them, also like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Kiva, that you can't cause to be usher what's not yours. So he can make kilayim deraisa, but he can't affect his neighbor's property at all. So his vine that he trained over there, yeah, that's kilayim, but the grains underneath it are not. So this is an amazing, this is like a Schrodinger's kilayim situation here. Remember, we said yesterday, it's very different for other isoyim in the Torah, like Basar Bacholov, if Reuben throws a stick of butter into Shimon's cholent, it's everything's mamish aser. There's no question. He can be ozer davar shalom, but here karmacha. The Svarat husband said it's a little different here. So this is really exciting, really amazing. You can take a look at the Rambam who does paskin ein adam ozer davar shalom by kilayim. So it's re- it's really interesting. But on onward and upward to Mishnah Vav, which is related, related haonos. A onos is like a a thief or a really someone who, who forces somebody off their land. Jezora et He stole someone's vineyard. Basically, he pushed them off the land. And he, he then he planted grains in it. And we're going to see the issue here is land can't really be stolen. Or let's just say it takes a lot longer to really steal land than to steal movable property because people know that that was Reuven's vineyard before stolen. So it really has Reuven's name attached to it still. Yotzom Lefonov. And then the thief or the extorter, the guy who was squatting on the land, had to leave. Kotsro, so the owner, the real owner can come back and cut down these grains. Afila Bamod, even during Holomod, he should go. He has to go in and cut down these grains that are in the vineyard to not allow the Kalim to remain. Ad Kamu notes in the polling, and how much wage should he give to workers? He wants to hire workers to clear this out right now. He doesn't want Kilayim to stay there. He doesn't want that there. He wants to use his vineyard like normal. Ad Shalish. There's a machlok is what this means. Ad Shalish. It could mean until one third more of the normal going rate. So if you could go down to Home Depot and hire guys for $10 an hour, so maybe you'd have to pay guys $15 an hour to do it. Or it could also mean Ad Shalish until one third of the total value of the grains. So you could spend, you would have to spend up to one third of the total value here to remove the kilayim from this vineyard that you are now returning to because the thief had to go. Yatomikon, uh, if it's more than that cost, Kotsergadarko, then the owner itself who's coming back, he could harvest it normally, you know, by himself without hiring extra help because it's too much, the price is too inflated. 
Vacholech, and he keeps going, Filacher Moed. So even if it takes him more than a week to get rid of the grain from the vineyard, since he's already started cutting it out, we know he doesn't want it there. We know it's only there because the Anas, the thief, took over the vineyard and planted it there. He, the real owner, the true owner, is back, and he doesn't want it there. So as long as he's keeps going and harvesting it and removing the kilayim issue, then we know he's going to remove it all. We know he doesn't want it there, so it does not make the vineyard usser to him. So from when is this land called the legal property of the onus, of the thief? When the name of the original owner is shakua, is, is sunken, is forgotten. So if they still call this thing Reuven's Vineyard, you know, for 10 or 20 years, then we say halachically, we understand that, that realistically the thief is the one who's making use of this vineyard and doing planning whatever he wants there and not listening to us and not, you know, not caring about kilayim. But if people still call it Reuven's Vineyard, then legally, halachically, it's still Reuven's Vineyard, and the thief can't make that vineyard usser no matter what he does there. But once they forget whose vineyard it was originally, and all they know is that this Anas has been sitting there for two or three decades, then it's sort of a, um, you know, it, it's a legal situation where the original owner has forgotten, you know, to wage a claim, and he's sort of not standing up for his rights, and people are forgetting about it. He's not protesting. He's not going to court. And he's letting it slide. So he forgets about it. So then halachically, we would say that the real title would go over to the Anas. And he would be responsible for the Kilayim. He could make the the vineyard usser by planting Kilayim there. And uh, so it's a, it's a real reminder to stand up for your rights. And, uh, you know, it's a really, uh, it's a stand up for it and not let people take things away from you.